0: New York, big city,
1: of dreams. I'm coming coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. M-M-M-M-NYC. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time and the Nick's beat the lakers on the road 114 to 109 i, I, th- I guess that means we're the in-season champs now because we beat the in-season <laughs> champs so like transfers that's how it works right right Ryan? that's right but we beat the lakers with <laughs> it was an amazing game it was, it was really really fun to watch we had contributions from a few different places hartenstein man hartenstein nine points Career high, 17 rebounds, really stepped up. Really stepped up. They played major minutes and played with the heart of a lion. Shadowed with the heart of of a line. Uh, Emmanuel quickly came off the bench and was a flamethrower. Gave you 20 points and three rebounds. So shout to Emmanuel quickly. Um, Jalen Brunson just does Jalen Brunson things. It doesn't matter who's guarding you. He's going for you. 29 points, three assists, and four rebounds on the night. Julius Randle gives you 27 points, 14 rebounds, and shoots 54% from the field, and plays 40-plus minutes on the night. And the Knicks, they end this West Coast trip, man, in, in a great fashion. We, we see escapes. We escaped with, escape with a split. Two wins, two losses. It was looking very bleak when we lost that game to the Utah Jazz. But this team really brought it together, and it kind of shows the toughness of this team, the, the grit of this team. And, man, Tom Thibodeau teams, man, this Nick team, people, people got to give this team, this coach, this organization some credit. Even with the roster flaws and even with the imbalances, this is the type of team who's going to fight every night, and they fought. They fought that night, and they scrapped out a ring when – when I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I, I had the Lakers as a maybe. I, I wasn't so sure. I had the Lakers as a maybe win, but we we gutted out that win. And I'm going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. The good, the bad, and a lot of the good too. So let's, let's get to it. But I'm going to introduce you to my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy, with the stats and the facts.
0: Ryan G's in the building. Big win by the Knicks. Messed up the Lakers in season tournament banner raid.
1: Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah, you messed up all your little banner ceremony stuff. We don't need any of that. We don't need none of that. <laughs> Rain on all that parade. Great win. Great win. Man, I'm gonna start with something. I need to start. I need to get off my. I need to get this off my chest, Ryan. I usually kick it to you. But. There was a lot of good performances. I was really impressed with Julius Randall. I really impressed with Julius Randall. The, the most impressed I've been in years for a few reasons. Um, one is, that, you know, I've always looked at him and felt like, man, he's a bohemian. He's a big dude. But sometimes I wish that he uses skill to dominate other bigger dudes i always felt like he has this physical he's a, he's a physical specimen and he easily overpowers guys who are smaller than him but then when you he plays the guys who are taller than him you now longer than him ally you know bam even sometimes anthony davis sometimes i feel like he didn't necessarily always have the skill or uh, to overpower them and assert his will on gangs versus other big players and yesterday showed me something yesterday showed me that hey i'm bringing it to your chest i don't care if you're bigger than me longer than me pause i'm still going to <laughs> do what i want and i it, it, it looks like you got better to me man it looks like julius Randle. Has gotten better from last year. He's he's coming to the year talking about he wants to be a more efficient scorer. Uh, he started off the first six games not shooting well, not being into rhythm, but it seems like he's really found a formula on how to punish teams consistently. And I don't know. It's formulas It looks like he's working to play. Oh, like I'm I'm try- I'm thinking ahead. But it's, this looks like a formula that can work with the playoffs. Like, even if, I'm looking at his numbers at the rim, from the short mid, from the long read. All of that is is turning around. All of those numbers are turning a little bit above average. The only thing that hasn't really been dropping for him is the three. Um, but even the three, the three, even though he's not taking as many threes, is he's still hitting it in, in certain moments, and I think that's going to rise as well. He's playing out of his mind. He's playing out of his mind. What, what do you have to say, Raji?
0: Before I get to Julius Round, I just want to say this. Last night's game against the Lakers was the first time in a while where I've seen the Knicks play Knicks basketball. And when I say that, I mean <clears throat> they slowed the game down. They played in the half court. They passed the ball around, get quality shots. And when you do that, what you do is you limit the possessions in the game. And also what that does is because you're taking quality shots, that gives your defense a chance to get back. Because what happens sometimes when you take rush shots or quick shots or whatever the case may be, Mm -hmm. the defense is able to rebound the ball, they get into transition. And A lot of times the Knicks found themselves on the bad end of those situations because the Knicks, in transition, they haven't been defending it well.
1: Proper floor balance. balance.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. So I saw the Knicks get back to Knicks basketball, slow the game down, slow the pace, play in the half court, get quality shots, get back on defense. And that's what and that's and that's the formula that this team needs to follow to win these games. And lately, yeah, the Knicks may, you know, have that one off game where they score a whole lot of points and able to win. But as the saying goes, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. You know, sometimes sometimes you're going to win games that aren't that isn't necessarily your style. But the fact that, you know, the Knicks just got back to what they do best. I think that's why they won this game. And Julius Randle. Yeah, he was a beast. I mean, this guy. Man, I I like the fact that he's not taking as many threes and he's going to his bread and butter, which is using his power. Using his bully ball tactics to get to the paint, score easy baskets around the rim, you know, take those mid-range jumpers and score the basketball because that's what he's best at. And because of that, that's why that's why he sees efficiency numbers go up this season, because he's actually doing what he does best. And even some plays like that one play with D'Angelo Russell, where he was driving to the basket. They just pushed that man out the way. Man, <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is the Julius Randle I like to see, and I think that this is the Julius Randle that can translate to the playoffs and overall. It was just a great game by the Knicks, and I'm just glad they got back to what they know. What I'm just glad they got back to what they do best, which is slow the pace. Yeah,
1: quality
0: shot. Get back on defense yeah. and just grind out wins, which is what the Knicks are great at.
1: He looked like a top power forward in the league. Like he looked like he looked like a top like three player in the league. Like he looked dominant, though. He he The power game, like he he was mowing over Kawhi Leonard. I know we lost that game. But he was mowing over Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is, is no weak dude. Uh, and, and not only just the power and the way he's using it, he's using it kind of controlled. Like, his mindset, he was engaged. There wasn't... There was, the only my, the only mental lapse I really saw from Randall was when he got uh, hit in the elbowed in the lip and he was arguing during the play, which I'm, I'm like, you know, it is what it is. I, I give him a pass. The man got elbowed and he didn't get a foul call, so I get it. But, like, even the presence of mind in the fourth quarter, right, um fourth quarter, game on the line, 25 seconds left. Lakers shoot a free throw. Knicks only have one timeout. Randall quickly gets the ball, races uh like races uh laterally to like outside of out of bounds lines and gives the ball to Brunson and they race down the like the presence of mind to inbound the ball that quickly after the main free throw so the defense wouldn't get set, so they didn't have to use their timeout. Like the type of mental concentration I haven't really seen from Julius Randle consistently um, through the years he's been here and he showed that today. Um and even defensively, he's been good. Uh, I mean, maybe not not so much towards the fourth quarter, but I'm not like the dude play 40 minutes. <laughs> the dude play 40 minutes, so like I'm not I'm not even gonna like I'm not even gonna harp on that. Once you start playing 40 minutes and you can't Muster up the strength to run to LeBron James. <laughs> I got to give you a pass. But he, man, he impressed me, man. There was a lot of impressive performances. There was a lot of impressive. But like, he literally looked like one of the top players in the NBA for real. Like he looked like when people, were like, oh, let's trade for a superstar and then like it looked like, nah, it'll be good. Maybe just get a little, like it looked like that. And if we can get that Julius Randle who decides it. Uses his power, is engaged in the game, plays defense. Man. Woo. Sky's the limit, man.
0: Sky's the for this game. And I'm not going to name certain people, but I went on Nick's Twitter because, you know, Nick's Twitter is always some BS. It doesn't matter whether, whether the Knicks win or lose. You're going to always have somebody on there that's going to have some type of negative take to take from the game last night. I'm not going to mention who this person is on Nick's Twitter, but this person actually said, then Julius Randle's playing amazing right now. This is when the Knicks need to trade him, when his value is high. And and, and without even naming the person that Nick's trade, (laughs) Julius Randle for. And I'm just like, way to spin something that's good into a freaking negative. Like, I don't understand some people, but it's just it's just amazing to me. But I just felt like I wanted to say that right quick. Like, some people, I just don't get them. Like, they always want to take something positive and just spin it to something negative just because they don't like the damn player.
1: Yeah, not for real. Shout out to Julius Caesar. I see you said in the game with James and AD, Julius Randle looked like the best player in the court. He did, yo. He looked like the best player in the court. And it's funny. Anthony Davis looked good, too. Anthony Davis had to He was in the pick and roll with James all night. We was having problems with that. But... We we he looked really good, man. He looked really good. Um and there was another person that looked really good too. Harden Hartenstein, man. Hartenstein, this is one of my favorite Hartenstein games of the year as well. Rest rest in peace to Sims ankles, man. Sorry. Shout out to Sims. Sims, man, he got injured within the first second of the game on a jump ball. Uh, he tried to play through it. He tried to play through it, and he ended up being in a walking boot. But because of that, Sims had to play extended minutes today. Uh, I mean, last night, I'm sorry. And in his extended minutes, he ended up with a career-high 17 rebounds and gave Anthony Davis all he can handle. Now, Anthony Davis, you know, he scored. He scored at will. Um, And, and, you know, he did what he could do. But what, what I liked about Hartenstein is he fought we ended the Knicks ended up winning the rebound battle largely because Hartenstein had 17 rebounds and Randall had 14 rebounds. Our bigs, our bigs did, our, did their thing, man. And we ended up out rebounding the Lakers. What was the number? I think it's 52 to 4. 41 to 32 advantage Knicks. And he just gave us another dimension offensively, too. Like I, I saw. You know, you don't really see a lot of pocket passes from Jalen Brunson. I've seen Jalen Brunson run some pick and roll with Hartenstein and give him a lot of pocket pass. And then and then Brunson and then uh, Hartenstein able to hit somebody else off the short roll after the pocket pass. So it was like it gave us a lot of offensive versatility with him in the game. The rebounding was definitely a thing as well. It's... Hartenstein, man, I, at the, dive, the, the play of the game to me was the dive on the floor. I think it was the third or fourth quarter. He died on the floor and then ended up passing it behind him around another lake. At the, I think quickly on a fast break, and ended, ended up scoring on that. Hartenstein, 75% from the field, too. Man, plus 15, second highest plus minus on the night. Highest plus, minus, highest plus minus of the night goes to Julius Randle. <gasps> I don't know if that. I even
0: to say that. In fact, um, before I add to that, I just want to address the chat right quick. Especially Knicks are nice because this is why I call it negative. Because those of you who claim that the Knicks need to trade Julius Randle, you never offer a good solution as to who to trade him for. Like what? Who is realistically out there who's going to replace Julius Randle's production? Like sometimes you need to look past you not liking a play and actually think about it logically and be like, okay, who out there realistically are you gonna yeah. trade Julius Randle for who and who are you gonna bring him for him? Who's gonna replace his production for the team? I agree. That's all I'm trying to say. And and a, and a lot of times I just see people saying trade Julius Randle, but they never have a solution. Mm. They never have an actual trade that they actually that actually makes sense. Where it's like, you know what? Yeah, if the Knicks make that trade, that would make the team better. It's never a solution like that. And it's clearly showing that you have a bias against that player. And and it's clearly showing that okay, just because you don't like the player, you're suggesting trade a player and you don't have nothing logical or actionable to even make it make sense. That's my whole thing behind that. Yeah. But but besides but all right, so but getting back to iHeart. Yeah, he this was a game where he needed to have a monster game because you have no Mitch. Sims went down, like you said, beginning of the game, literally, he went down injured. All the Knicks have is i Hart, and Taj Gibson at that time. And I'm not even sure if Taj Gibson is even in game shape like that. No, he's he's extended minutes. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that i Hart took it upon himself to step up and get a career high, 70 rebounds. And then on top of that, like, yeah, you could look at the numbers and be like, Anthony Davis had 32 and 14, I think. That's was his that was his numbers for the night. But if you actually watch the game, I heart played really good defense. Yeah. He actually tried his best to give Anthony Davis hell on the boards and grab rebounds and provide some type of defense. And I, and also the Knicks also had better pick and roll defense as well in this game. That's what I've also noticed as well. The the Lakers weren't able to kill the Knicks off the pick and roll like the Clippers did. Yeah. I think the Knicks also did a good job of helping off the pick and roll as well. Their rotations were good. If The Knicks did provide help. Mm-hmm. Their rotations got back in place. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers weren't able to take advantage of the double teams coming off that pick and roll. And it's just a combination of things. But IHARC's performance was major. Like, the Knicks definitely needed him to step up because he was literally the only big the Knicks had. And the fact that he stepped up the way he did was a major contribution to the win.
1: Not for real. He had two blocks and two steals in a night. Uh, so he played well defensively also dumped it on ad's face uh which I enjoyed as well but to your point Brian the Knicks uh it was reported they had a spirited a spirited practice after their last poor defensive performance and it looked like a lot of the stuff that we were complaining about did get cleaned up um especially um, at least for like a lot of the quarters I, I did notice the hands are extremely active. The deflection levels were high. Um, I didn't really see a lot of corn- open corner threes like we did in previous games. I will say towards the end of the game, though, I started to see more open threes. Um, but I don't know. We got. I'm, I think maybe we got. We did a good job of of uh, keeping them off balance for those three four quarters that they didn't feel comfortable after. Because you know you know what it is. Like sometimes if you make sometimes if you mix. A team uncomfortable for a long stretch of time. When they finally do get an open shot, they're not in rhythm. They're they they kind of rushing it a little bit, and they they start to miss those open shots. Now that it's finally open, I felt like we we left Torian Prince in particular. I felt like we, we kind of left them open a little bit towards the end. Um, but I feel like we did a good job containing the three pointers uh in the, within the first few quarters. So overall defensively night and day i um, that's what we need to do to take this team to next level we've been scoring in 120s 130s for the last few games this game we, we didn't even score that we scored 114 but uh like tip says the the, the biggest number the most important number is that win <laughs> we got that w <laughs> the defense clock down and that's all that matters man
0: and what I'm hoping is that the way they're playing defense right now, I'm just hoping that they that they're able to carry this off, carry this over to the next games, especially with Mitch being out. So that when Mitch comes back, that defense is already set, and the defense is going to go up even another notch when Mitch finally does come back into the lineup when he gets healthy.
1: Exactly, because man, we don't want, we don't need Mitch to be working that hard. <laughs> like you know, if we play better defense, it helps out Mitch too. We don't want him working so hard. So. Now I agree. I agree. But yo, oh, and there's other things to talk about. Like this, there's certain things I want to I want to talk about Emmanuel quickly as well. But I want to talk about the lack of hype for a second. <laughs> we gotta talk about it. And shame on you, Leon Rose. Shame on you, Leon Rose. Big win. When I looked at this game coming up, I myself was fearful. Because I knew how big the Lakers, like they're, they're a big team, not even just long, like big and like big and when we come into this game, I was like, yo, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to match up? Because there's just too many big people here. And Tibbs was like, I have a solution. I'm going to play Julius Randle 40 something minutes. So we're always big. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm just like, I mean, it worked, but Leon, man, we we gotta we gotta get bigger guys who can play defense, who can who can earn some resistance, and even like there was times when R.J. Bar- R.J. played R.J. had a bad offensive game, mind you, but a really good defensive game. Like there was times when R.J. was in the game and he was like guarded against LeBron James, and LeBron just kind of laughed. <laughs> it was just like, hey, spin, fuck it. It's like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, like it, it, it's a it was a matchup nightmare. It was a matchup nightmare. But kudos to us, we figured it out. But also, yo, I love Tosh Gibson as much as the next man. But Sims is in a walking boot now. We have one legit center. And we ended up signing Todd Gibson as our backup center, who is a power forward. This team is already undersized. Leon, man, why? Why are you signing a power forward when we need a center? Uh, this is... I'm glad we won, but now we go into this next Brooklyn game with one real power forward in Julius Randle. I mean, I guess we have two now. I guess we have Todd Gibson now.
0: I guess we got two. I don't yeah. know. Um, but but is Todd, Gibson, is Todd Gibson in game shape yet, though, to even play extensive minutes? No! Like, no! Even? <laughs> still got his
1: things giving belly. Like, he got to get into <laughs> <the> shape. <laughs> <laughs> we got some issues, man. We still got some issues that we need to, like, address. I don't know if it's going to be even addressed during the deadline or in the summer, but we got some issues, man.
0: Yeah, and I think if you want to point to a negative with what Leon Rose has done for this season. It's the roster construction because, okay, I understand. Obi didn't fit into the system that the Knicks were running. So you let him go. But at least if you're going to let Obi go, at least bring in somebody with size, you know, who can guard, you know, the two, the three, et cetera. And, he, and, yeah, you bring in Dante DiFincenzo, which, is, you know, he's been a great addition. I'm not yeah. saying that it's a bad addition. It's a good addition. But at the same time, it's like if you're going to let size go and then you know that with that size being gone, the team is going to be small. Because at that point, you only have Mitch, I heart and Randall. guy. Those are the only guys who can really guard ones and twos on the team. Then it's like, okay, maybe we need to bring in somebody else that can actually, you know, guard big men and – you go after a guard where it's like, okay, um, now the team is full of guys who are like 6'4, 6'5, 6'6. And then when we go up against teams who are big, like the Lakers, yeah, the Knicks may have won that game, but it's gonna cause a whole lot of mismatches. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm starting to think, man. I'm starting to think that I'm starting to feel like Grimes might be moved. I'm starting to feel like Grimes was a trade chip all along, and they're like, you know what? Let's lock in De Vincenzo at a small number, and then we're gonna use Grimes bait for a big star later when one comes to available. Because, like, that's the only thing that really makes sense to me of why they're doing what they're doing right now. And, and this is glut. Like, I feel like they're, I feel like they're just loading up to trade a Grimes or Emmanuel quickly, and we'll go to quickly in a minute after this, and. And just, you know, and, and we know what, we, we just, we're going to we got Dante here for long-term locked in at a cheap number that we like, and we might have to pay these guys and these guys. We want we don't want to pay him that because we already have this guy, this guy locked in a cheap number. I, I'm starting to feel more and more like they knew it's an imbalance, but they, they're planning on getting a long wing and using Grimes in the trade. Like I'm starting to feel like that's what the real play is. And now that, that move, I'm starting to feel like that Dante move was just the first move. The first domino. And then like the next domino is gonna fall later. Because then it may then it makes sense if you're able to move Grimes in something. If you're able to move Grimes in Fournier or whatever for a long defensive wing, like somebody who does something that Grimes does, but like longer, and like then it makes sense. Right now it doesn't make sense. But I don't know, that's a that's a theory. Uh
0: yeah, I'm not gonna act like I know who the Knicks should go after or who's available and things of that nature. But especially seeing the Knicks under Leon Rose, typically the Knicks do make a trade deadline move. And I wouldn't be surprised like if like you said, if like maybe Grimes or Fournier or somebody like that is moved for an actual wing, you know, somebody who's gonna provide more size to the team and guard and be able to guard those you know, bigger wing players or whatever the case may be, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks front office have proven that, you know, when it comes to making changes at the trade deadline that will help improve the team, that they're willing to do that.
1: Yeah, this this would just be the first time, because for that to happen, this would be the first time that it would be a rotation player, you know, because I feel like we, in the past, we've moved Cam Reddish wasn't really in a rotation like that. We've, we've moved, uh kevin knox wasn't really in a rotation like that we've moved other guys who weren't playing time but for a move to actually happen to make sense for us right now a rotation player has to leave and and to get like a wing back because there's already a minutes thing happening right here now that's um kind of funky you know yeah and which brings me to uh, emmanuel quickly See that segue there? Did you guys? Did you guys? Did you guys know this? Shout out! Oh, shout out to the chat. Shout out to Felicia G. He says Nerlens. Nerlens Noel, we need him. We definitely do. I, I actually feel like, I, man, maybe we should have called nerlin instead of uh, <laughs> instead of Dodge and you know, put some sticky tack on his fingers <laughs> <laughs> so he can catch the ball. No, but but could have rocked that with Nerlens Noel. I don't know, man. I'll take Noel. I'll take the Howard. I'll take Bookie Cousins. I'll take, I'll take, I, hey man, we need a big man, man. We need a big man.
0: Is, is Jermichael Green still out there? Is Jamaica Green out? I don't know. Michael Green is available? I don't recall him being signed for a team, but I'm like, I could have missed the news. So I'm like, I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure he is. I'm definitely not sure he is. But I, I, I check. But shout out to Julius Caesar, Knicks Nation TV. Shout out to Felicia Lee. Shout out to Chris Allison and best mod in the game. Shout out to the Orange. Nick Fanatic Show. Shout out to... Uh, shout out to uh, Knicks are nice. Shout out to Block 53. Everybody else is rocking with the show. If you love the show, hit that like and subscribe. We usually go live after the games. It's been a real wonky West Coast trip. So we've been doing this next day type of post games. It will go back to normal. Uh, soon the the Brooklyn game will be going live right after the game. So you can join us right after the game. And uh, I think Lee and Ebony should be joining us for that game as well. So um, you know, we should have full squad for the, the Brooklyn beatdown, all right?
0: Well, not exactly, because I'm traveling that night, so I won't be available. Ah, bruh. Which, <laughs> which I'm upset about, which I am upset about, but it's all good. It's all good. Okay, well, I mean, you know, I guess
1: I guess three out of four ain't bad, I guess. My bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's get into this quickly thing, because did you guys in the chat, and Ryan G, did you guys notice how weird the minutes thing has been? Usually, there's a set type rotation that Tom Thibodeau likes to do. Um, one thing he definitely changed was he had Randall playing with the second unit. I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, the lack of size uh, was a fear I believe for Tibbs, and he had Randall running with the second unit for that reason, and. You notice as soon as Randall went to the bench, that's when the lo- that's when we lost the lead. <laughs> like that's like literally as soon as he went to the bench, we had a ten point lead, eleven point lead in the second quarter. That uh, Randall leaves, and then we lost the lead. Um, but also, Emmanuel quickly. He's a guy who he, he usually plays around ten minutes in that first half, but he had extended minutes today. He had extended minutes today. Uh, this is the most I've seen him play in a long time, and he deserved it today. He was a flame though. He came out. He hit a big a buzzer three to three. He hit some floaters. He was an offensive force. The defense is always a defense. Quickly, quickly balled out today, um, but I'm keeping an eye on this. I'm keeping an eye on this because quickly minutes distribution, I'm going to look at. It. Quickly had, let's see, let's see, let's see. 28 minutes today, after only averaging 20 minutes a game. Then you're looking at Grimes. Grimes only had 11 minutes, which was understandable. Like Grimes, Grimes played well, but he didn't shoot well. And this is a game we needed to shoot well. And Dante Vincenzo, he shot well. He shot. It was three of five from three, 60. Um, but he only had 19 minutes this game, uh, but Emmanuel quickly, he played 28 minutes. He So I'm looking at this moving forward. I'm definitely looking at this moving forward. I know I know re-signing Emmanuel quickly is a storyline for us. Um, And I don't know if we're going to keep him or not. I definitely would love to keep him, but part of making him happy and keeping him happy is at least, at least giving him 20-something minutes a game. Over twenty five minutes a game might keep him happy, at least if he decides to stay. Here, you know what I mean? Um, but big game quite quickly. I'm looking at these minutes going forward; it could be a game changer. I don't know. What do you think,
0: Ryan? Yeah, um, I think with the minutes distribution is always going to be a conundrum for the Knicks because I think a lot of time it just depends on who's balling at the at the time and quickly was balling. Today, So he definitely deserved the bulk of the minutes in the backcourt because the Knicks needed scoring and quickly was providing that. Grimes wasn't shooting the ball well. Dante D. central was playing well, but I think quickly was playing better than him. So you keep quickly out there, Um, you know, then Josh Hart as well. But Josh Hart is always going to be, you know, between like probably Barrett's minutes and yeah, like Hart, Hart more, Hart more, competes with Barrett's minutes and, you know, Barrett was playing better than Hart. So that's why I saw Hart on the bench and Barrett was out there more, especially on the defensive end, even though he could go either or, you know, Josh Hart's probably a better defender, but Barrett, I guess was providing a bit more due to size, but, um, but yeah, um, quickly definitely deserved his minutes tonight. He played well, shot the ball well, and, yeah, I mean, pretty much. But the but the minutes distribution is always going to be a toss up because it's yeah. gonna. I think it's just going to depend on who's playing well and and who got the rhythm in that game. And and I guess you know, and more than likely, Thibs goes with the guy that has more rhythm going into the fourth quarter than you know. than rather than sticking to like a you know this guy, who's always going to play fourth quarter minutes over this guy, whatever the case may be.
1: Yeah, that is true, but it seemed like for quickly it hasn't been as true, which is why I'm highlighting this right now. You know, um, there was a game where he shot, I think like six or seven in the first half, and he ended up not seeing any more minutes, and we were like, "Why isn't he back in the game?" Now, like I think it was a size issue. I feel like they was just afraid of the of the the size uh, thing was gonna be an issue. But I mean, it's, the Lakers team was a big team today, and he decided to do it, so. I don't know what the difference was today. Spare moved in today and quickly delivered, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, I don't know. It, it worked out today. It definitely worked out today, but I'm definitely, I I liked what quickly brought today. He was an assassin. That long through is something much needed. The The only thing is that corner three is so weird for him, man. I mentioned, I mentioned before in this program, he's been shooting 17% from the corner three. 17% so, And he always finds himself wide open in that quarter Always finds himself wide open in that quarter And he, he's missed a couple of those today I mean last night But Man Great game, game And And salute to, to Jay Boogie man he says shout out to the chat And K.O.T. men Men lie Women lie Numbers don't Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle got All-Star numbers. All-Star voting starts tonight. Vote please. Breaking news, the remix on all platforms. I hear you shout out to Jay Boogie. Thank you for the super chat.
0: Yeah. Yes, sir.
1: I think that was the most exciting thing about this game. Shoot, I didn't even show shoot. Shout shout out to my guy Alex to help me with the like the two-headed monster. I was so excited I was so excited about this by this win. And I know this is not the end. I know we still have work to do. I, I know this team still is not exactly a finished product. But with the way Jalen, Jalen Brunson has been playing, he's been playing at a superstar level to me. The three-point shooting has been ridiculous. Um, it really doesn't matter who put on him. Ebony said it the best. Only person who can stop Jalen Brunson is himself. Everybody, like, people have been talking. This is why in the beginning of the season when, shout out to, shout out to my guy, Lee. That's always going to be my guy. But when Lee was saying, when Lee was saying, man, they figured it out. Put a long guy on Jalen Brunson and he's going to have trouble. He can't be stopped. I'm like, yo, Lee, you we went through this last season. They put, they've been putting long people on Jalen Brunson since the middle of the season, last season. And by, like, January, he figured it out. By January, he was cooking everybody. So I'm like, it's Brunson. It's not no defense. It's Brunson. When he figures out how to do it, he's gonna do it. They had Vanderbilt on him. that boy long. pause. he shot all yeah. over. He he shot over him like it's nothing. He footwork cam reddish to death, <laughs> and he ended up with 29 points, for rebounds, and a block. And and the thing about Jalen Brunson that I liked about this game is. I love Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, ah, right, future Hall of Famer in my eyes. Uh, should have been an All Star game last year. Uh, all NBA caliber guy. Love the man to death. This dude has been breaking clutch free throws ever since he's been here. <laughs> so when the game was on the line and he was able to make all of his three throws, I was just, I was just like, oh god. I was, I was thankful. <laughs> I was thankful, but I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm excited that Jalen Brunson is playing at the level he is, and also excited that freaking Julius Randle to me at this moment is playing the the, the best basketball of his career. I think um, comparable to that to that uh, that COVID year when we made the playoffs. The only thing that's missing is the three point shot, but. I don't know man i feel like the level score i feel like he's like three four level scoring right now like he's and like the mental space right now i i, I just at least offensively if we can get consistent defensive uh if we can get consistent defensively with julius randall then we'll be really be out of here but offensively he's he's figured something out and this can be a one-two punch real for where we we're not super pressed Look for a third star. If this is the level they're gonna play at every night, we just gotta we gotta find those ancillary pieces and we we'll be all right. That's just me. That's just me.
0: I mean, you can't deny that with the way both Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are playing. And I think besides one of the keys being the Knicks having that consistent third score, I think another key was you know Julius Randall playing more control than yeah. You know, and just becoming more efficient when he's, you know, trying to score the Brock and he's showing that this season. So if Julius Randall takes that next step, which it seems like he has taken with the way this season is going so far for him and this continues into the playoffs. Yeah, it might be a case of the Knicks trying to surround both Jalen Brunson and Jules Randall with the right pieces and seeing how far they can take this team. Maybe getting that superstar player is not necessarily needed. But at this moment, despite the fact that both players are playing well, I still think the Knicks need that one last star to complete the puzzle. But I'm glad with what I'm seeing from Julius Rand and Jalen Brunson this season. I just pray that it continues.
1: Yeah. Like to me, it's about the shooting. Like when we start, when we really hit three, I feel like when we hit 3s
0: we you're unstoppable.
1: When Jalen Brunson starts to hit threes, we we're really unstoppable. I'm, that's why I'm really curious to see what we do with the Bucs. Because I felt like in that I feel like we well defensively we let go of the rope in the Bucks game. But also Brunson wasn't hitting threes that game. Like he was before. I think if he starts to hit threes and and Julius Randle's playing the way he's playing right now, it's a whole different ball game. So I'm really curious to see how the Knicks play them. But also I still feel like we still need that that wing so we can compete. And guard bigger players. I don't know who that ring might be. Uh Pipe Dream still might be OG on, on Nobi. I was watching Raw's program the other day and he was selling me on a dream, man. Oh, he was selling me on the dream. I wanted to I wanna believe it. I don't know if it's I don't know. I want to believe it. But he was talking about Mikhail Bridges. He was talking about it. I'm just like, the Brooklyn would never trade McHale Bridges. He was like, oh. I don't know. I don't know. He, he <laughs> He was like, Well, he, they traded James Harden to, to the 76ers. I was like, uh ah, this, this is New York. No, this is New York.
0: But yeah, and I think, and I think even if even if the Knicks were to inquire about Mikhail Bridges, the Nets are gonna want the farm for him. I don't think the Nets are going to make that trade a quote unquote fair one for the Knicks. What is the farm? I, at least I don't believe so. What is the
1: farm? Three picks?
0: Three picks I, in IQ? I'm, I'm, Probably three unprotected. Um, I gotta look at I got I got look at Mikhail Bridges' salary to to you know really put the numbers together. But I I can't see the Nets being like, yeah, we're gonna make this trade fair for you. We're just gonna give you Mikhail Bridges for, you know, chump change. Like I do see I do see the Nets trying to raise the price on the Knicks just for the Knicks simple tax. fact that it's inner city rival.
1: I might do three. I might do three. If it's four, that's a lot. Four is definitely a lot. Jeez. Four is a lot, man. <laughs> they gotta be protections on that joint.
0: <laughs>
1: and if 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 it's four, it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a freaking, you know, wizard's pick. I don't know. It's gonna be you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be all our own. It's not gonna be our own. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not gonna be all our own. That's how I see it, but Yeah. We Yeah, like a legit like a legit three-point sniper who can lock somebody up and even play make a little himself, play with the second yeah, yeah That'd be nice, that'd be nice but I know, I, I have to see if this is real, I have to see if this bully brawl version of Randall is real but it, it looks really good, it's really good right now Alright Alright, cool, alright Thank you, uh, if you enjoyed the show, hit that like and subscribe, thank you for the super chat so the Super chats help keep the lights on, help pay for all the stuff so thank you guys for super chat uh it definitely helps us uh keep things out of my pocket all right cool <laughs> all right so let's get to it No, uh i know right now it is time for the bruh, the bruh picks for you know, for those of those guys who've never been here before bruh picks are usually the worst plays of the week um it can be a, it can be basketball related plays it can be it doesn't have to be you talk about basketball right it could just be anything stupid Anything dumb that happened that you want to point out, and uh, usually Ryan G does a great job of doing that. So Ryan G, man, what you what you got, man? What you what you what you looking at?
0: First broad pick, I, 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 the the way this dude's season is going so far, I feel like he's gonna have a broad pick every other week. Jordan Poole. <laughs> Bruh. man, against the Suns, my guy was dribbling. Oh, oh, oh. come on. My man was dribbling. And and at the three-point line, my man just slipped out of nowhere. Just slipped. I feel bad. (laughs) And what's crazy is that somebody made, like, a little video clip, like a graphic or something on Instagram, and literally they had Jordan Poole coming up the court, and they had the ghost of Draymond Green, and the ghost of Draymond Green threw a punch, and then that's when Jordan Poole slipped on the floor and turned over the ball, Say that to say that the to go Bruh. to pull
1: on that play. Damn. Yo, I seen that. Yo, I, I seen the video. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. And I can't find it. <laughs> I can't find it. I seen that one. And I seen the other one where homie tried to bank a three-pointer in with 20 seconds left. Yeah. That's what I went to. It wasn't too nice. But yeah. Jordan Poole, man. Yeah. He needs some and structure, though. Bro. He has a lot of talent, but he needs a lot of structure. He, I don't know if his mindset is, is ready for the NBA, though.
0: Go ahead, man. For real. And my other bro pick goes to Joel Embiid because um, uh, who the Sixers were playing again? I think it was the Bulls. So basically what happened on this play was my man Joel Embiid was 1-on-1 against Vucevic. He faked him out, drove right by him. Vucevic just gave him a light, a light shove. He did. I bet he barely even touched them. He just gave him a light shove. My man MB did the ill flop job. My man was fumbling on the floor, threw the ball up, and literally and literally landed in in the out of bounds section. And my and my man Vucevic touched him at the free throw line. And my man's all the way out of bounds, fumbling, rumbling, stumbling. Bro,
1: yo, I love Joe Embiid's game, but that actually like the most annoying part of his game is the he is a freaking flop merchant, dog. The way he flops and flails his arm for a dude who's like 300 pounds and 7'2 is ridiculous sometimes. Sometimes I just want to tell him to stop it. And if he was on my team, it would be less annoying, I guess. But he's not, so it's mad annoying watching that bull, yo. Like, he, he, he too big to be flopping like that. That's just that's just the way I see it.
0: Facts. That's
1: just the way I see it. But yo, salute to Silk Soul. Also, the Discord, the, the Discord is open if you want to say anything. Otherwise, we can wrap the show up. Um, but the Discord link—is there a Discord pin to the chat? Did I pin it? I, don't oh, know if I pinned no, it?
0: I don't. I don't see it pinned. My bad. It,
1: there is the Discord link. I, uh, I just put the Discord link in the chat for you guys who want to. If you want to talk next basketball with us, you can just hit that Discord link. And talk ball. Uh, if not, we just end the show. Um, it was a good show. It was a good show. Shout out to Six Sultan who sends a four nine nine super chat. He says, J. Ellis, Spotted Brunson, and Randall will all be free agents next year. I'll see a big three signing. Things that make you go. hmm. Uh. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you, man. I know it's not a popular opinion. I understand it. I know my opinion is not popular. But personally, I, I don't like small guard lineups, man. I don't like, so I know, I I'm, I'm remember, I remember when Scott Perry came out and said that he felt like Donald Mitchell was a popular was a great guy, great scorer, but he's not that force. And defensively, I just feel like putting him and Brunson next to each other defensively could really hinder us long term. Um, I've only like I I said this on this program before, the only time I've really seen something like that kind of work where they want to chip was the Toronto Raptors when they had Kyle Lowry and um my brain's right um Red Yeah, with Kawhi Leonard. One of the the best uh, defensive threes in the league, so yeah. maybe if we had like some the best defensive three in the league, it could work. But I I'm hesitant to do like a I'm hesitant to do a Spider Brunson kind of pairing. Offensively, it should be fun. It'd definitely be fun. But I I still feel like there would be a ceiling. I feel like I feel like we'd be like almost like a bootleg version of Dallas. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think, and it's basically what I said. If the Knicks are going, if the Knicks are going to go that small guard route, they're going to have to revamp that whole front line because, yeah, like you said, they had Kawhi, they had Siakam, who, which is also another dude that's you know, long and lanky. paws and. I'm trying to think who's the big on that team. I'm trying to recall. Um who's the big on that Toronto team? On the
1: Toronto. I feel like they had like a stretch five, right? I think that, that was that was it uh was it Bismack? No. It wasn't Bismack. Okay.
0: It was it was a stretch five. I'm I'm about to look that up right now. My here. mind is
1: going blank, but it was a stretch five. I feel like it was a stretch five. No, 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 not not Pirtle. He's talking about the year, not Purdo. Next nation. He's talking about the year that the the rafters were in. The, was in, was one the chip? Gasol. Thank you, Caesar. Gasol.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gasol. Yeah, Gasol. Yes, I mean you have a so you have a front line of Gasol, Kawhi, and Siakam. It's like you know you could you could probably get away with a, with us with two small guards because you, you those three guys. Are pretty good defensively up front, especially Kawhi, who can lock down pretty much any position. So, yeah. If the Knicks are to go that route, they got to really revamp their front line.
1: Yeah. And it's like, and it's like Randall, this funny because Randall has all the tools to be a really good defender. He, like, t- he just, he, Tibbs just has to get it out of him, man. Like, Tibbs just has to, like, Tibbs has to stay on him so he can be that. And I don't know, maybe he could be that if there's more offensive firepower here. I don't know. But, Tibbs would have to, you know, lay into Randall. I'm not sure. Like I loved what I saw versus the Lakers. If we see more of that and the defense, then maybe it could work. I saw somebody talking about the Rosen. Don't worry, the Rosen's on the way. You know, you you know what the thing with it is the Rosen too. And I was thinking about this too. If the Knicks do indeed get the Rosen. Might be controversial to say, I think the, I think, I think RJ would have to go to the bench. Like to me, the only, the, to me for that to work, RJ comes off the bench, you get a true defensive wing to like, they'll have, to, I still find, like, I still fight. Like there has to be me, maybe another move where you still get like a true defensive wing next to them who's going to be a high level defender. Then maybe it can work. That's the way my brain is working. Because I I to me, the Brunson, RJ, Rose the Rosen, you know, Randall thing, I feel like it's too much. Kind of like how the clip you know when the Clippers got when the Clippers got hard and they didn't work until Russell came to the bench, I kinda feel like it might be something similar. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Like it's not my favorite move to get the Rose in. Um, offensively, be good. Defensively, I, I still think there's issues. But if you're still able to get a defensive guy next to them, then maybe it could work. But I'm not sure if the Knicks are thinking the way I am. But that's you know that's the way I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, and the Rose is not necessarily on the top of my list anyway because I do I think the Knicks need somebody who can actually shoot the three and defend multiple wing positions and. The Rosen's a great player, don't get me wrong. It's he's just not a need for the Knicks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? The Rosen does hit the corner three. He's hit, he's I I forgot his stats. I think he's like 90 something percentile in the corner three. So I mean, if we if he plays the RJ role, you see how RJ RJ gets a lot of open corner threes. So if he plays the RJ role, it might work offensively for us. Um if he plays the RJ role. Defensively, still is the biggest issue. I still feel like we we still need a big defender next to them to make that really work because he's not such a defender. Um, that's the way I see it. Staffer yeah. says DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, we talked about DeAndre Hunter. I, I I'll be okay with that. I know he's not. It him is just injury stuff, but like that type of player, you know, I'm cool with that archetype. In it, yeah,
0: you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I would definitely rock with the Hawks as well. I just don't know if. If the Hawks are willing to actually part with them, that's the only thing. Yeah.
1: Do the Hawks do the Hawks hate us? I don't know. We had- this a rivalry thing. I mean, there was they traded they they traded can to us, so maybe they maybe this is not that bad. Maybe it's not like the you know, maybe it's not like the Toronto situation.
0: It, it's not that bad. It's just that I know they have Trey Young, Dejounte Murray, and guys like that still there. So I don't know if they gotten to the point where it's like, you know what, we need to change our roster around because it's not working out at the moment, or if they're just trying to like still feel it out and be like, you know what? Yeah. Let's, you know, let's see, you know, if this team can improve and stuff like that. So that's why I'm like, DeAndre Hunter would be nice. I just don't know if the Hawks are at that point where they're just trying to just dismantle their team. I just don't know if they're at that. there yet.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at the the people who look like they're about to the, the, the blow everything up with the Pistons, the Wizards. <laughs> Utah, but Danny Angel's the Devil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Uh, I don't know what Toronto. Um you're hoping that you're hoping that they lost brand Fred Van Vliet for nothing and just and because they lost him for nothing, that they are going to be smarter about trying to move the pieces they have and maybe Shake lose, OG. Um but those are the guys who I can definitely see moving on something at the deadline um but yeah those are those are my top teams and then you know there's all the guys who you know who are one he has one year left in the deal you gotta
0: take a look at those as well yeah but, pretty
1: much hmm yeah Nicks nation says the, Rose, the Rosen hit 37 percent for threes yeah it's not bad it's, it's, it was it's not as bad as it usually was and then you know let me just actually look up the the Rosen numbers because that like i don't know his volume though like i don't know how many much volume he shoots from three yeah years.
0: That's that's another question too Like how many threes does he attempt per game
1: Right I just know I just know he shot A good amount From the corner three this year Like a high percentage And that's all you That's true That's all you need All you need If you can hit that corner three And space space the floor out for Randall And those guys That's all you need
0: Well he takes 2.63 points a game
1: That's all That's all
0: Mm-hmm. So, for the three
1: three pointers a game. So, that, yeah, it's not that, that that volume is pretty low. Um, Tips is going, Tips is definitely going to want him to shoot more. He's actually, that's been a thing he's been preaching for the Knicks. It's just why uh, you see the uptick in threes from Jalen Brunson.
0: Yeah, and just, and just for comparison, like, RJ Barrett, which would be the guy I think he would be replacing in the lineup. RJ Barrett's a hit uh, RJ Barrett's attempting 5.1 or 3's a game. Yeah. So it's like so he's averaging pretty much almost three more threes per game than what DeRozan takes at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's still the thing, is like they still they still operate in that same area. They still all operate in that like Randall has found a success really operating. In that low mid range area, like he he's completely flipped this game around. So that's that is still an issue. Like they both like to be in the same area. Offensive overview. Let's see. Shooting accuracy. So, Demar DeRozan. Let me see if I can share my screen for you guys to see this. Uh, I'm doing this on the fly. I was not even planning on doing this. But since y'all talking,
0: mm-hmm.
1: since y'all talking, the modern rose in corner three, he shoots 38 percent from the corner three, which isn't, this is pretty good. Well, 30, no, 30% from all three, which is pretty good. Corner three, 39%. Okay. So, yeah, his three point shooting this year has actually been pretty good. Oh, I remember it's, it's, talking about it's, 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 it's this. His mid range has gone of, down. This is as yeah, low as shot saying. from the mid range his whole career.
0: Yeah, I was like, as I was saying, that's actually kind of surprising looking at it because I'm like, he's usually, he's usually a good mid range shooter. That's his bread and butter.
1: Yeah. Um. Maybe I'll move this down so you can see. But yeah, he's not shooting well from the mid range this year. He's shooting good at the rim, but you know, they have a stretch five there. So, you're yeah, like, these numbers at the rim could be deceiving, like for him for for them. Like Brunson had shot really high from the rim before he got here. That's because they had stretch fives. He got here that the the at the rim numbers for Brunson dropped because we you know we have Mitch here. So um, but yeah, he's shooting a 39% town along long and mid. Like these these things are weird though, because you don't know if this if this is because of an age, where an age is catching up to him, or is it because Chicago, you know, sometimes when your team is a dumpster fire or you don't like you're you're not on your game. You know what I mean? So you don't know what this is. This could be either or this is this could be the the pressures of Chicago weighing down on him, or this could be sign of decline. I don't know. It could be either one of those. Hmm. It could be either one of it, those. It'll be interesting. But yeah, uh, oh, I wanna see oh wait, before I get out of this, I just wanna see the frequency real quick. So, yeah, he hard, like you said, he hardly takes any threes. He hardly takes any threes. He takes 3%, 13% of his shots are threes. Yeah. So, doesn't take a lot. Tavis would want him to take more, for sure.
0: It's actually, it's actually kind of concerning that he mainly takes mid-range shots, but yet this season... He's not hitting them as often as he normally does. Yeah. Which, which is kind of interesting.
1: It is It is interesting and a little bit concerning. Um. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, shoot. For those of you who don't know, I, guys who are watching, we have a big guest coming Um, in January. I'll let you guys know now before I even put the, the, the APB out. We do have Mike Scotto. Hoops Hype. We'll be joining the program in January to talk about all the free agency news and rumors and things like that. So definitely stay tuned for on the KOT show Uh, for Nike, for Mike. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you, God. Thank Mike for, for rocking with us. But uh, definitely stay tuned for that. All right. So you get all these little questions out. And when the, the, the rumors hit up, Mike will hit up and we'll ask him all the hard-eating questions. All right, so shout out to Mike and um, yeah, yeah, man. I got nothing else to talk about. Good show. I don't know if anybody else, I haven't seen any other free agent names
0: mentioned so far.
1: So we can move it on.
0: No, not really. Looking at the chat,
1: we can move it on. All right, cool. That is the show. Shout out to people. Shout out to Coach Sire617. I see you. Shout out to Dwayne Freddie Hubbard. I see you. Uh, Felicia Lee Been a long time Felicia Good to see you too Uh, Stefan and Don Uh, Thank you guys for watching Hit that like and subscribe And we're here after every game Usually This is a weird West Coast trip So Because we all value sleep and work We got (laughs) jobs and all that stuff We decided to do the post game The next day But Usually we'll be doing it after every game So next post game Will be directly after the Nets game, so definitely check us out then. Alright? Cool. Ryan G, man. Great show, guy. Great show, my guy. Yes,
0: sir. Yo, I'm still...
1: Yo! Man, I still forgot to... Man, the gate... Yo, I forgot. I wanted to point this out. More more Julius Randle props. I was shocked. Big play of the game. We were up four with, like, four minutes to go or something like that. Nips calls are out-of-timeout play that I did not see coming. He had Jalen Brunson run from one corner of the three-point line to the middle of the floor to set a screen on Anthony Davis <laughs> for Julius Randall to pop out, catch the ball, and then, like, look at his feet, hop behind the three-point line, and shoot a three to put the Knicks up seven.
0: Oh.
1: I was like, What? I was like, what did I just... I was I was like, what did I just... Did I just watch? The Tibbs just said, you know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? Let's have Damon Brunches set a screen on the biggest... You don't really... That's crazy. You really set a screen on Davis, and it worked. I was shocked. I was shocked that went in, too. But, man... Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... 'Cause Rand looked tired at that point. He played forty forty two minutes? I'm like, yeah. get the Motor Brunson. He's a closer. I was I was wrong, my bad. You got that, bro? Ah, I but yeah, that's all I had to say. That's all. All right, that's the show, man. Thank you guys for watching. Ryan G, man. Let him know where they can find you.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Ryan GKOT. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chilling. Sir G is Chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N.
1: That's right. You can find us at BKOT on the show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and the Nick Time Show on Facebook as well. Uh, great show, guys. Thank you for all the super chats. We'll be back we will be back against Brooklyn on t- tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So I hope you guys see you there right after the game. All right. That is our show. Thank you guys for watching. And as always. Shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these next YouTube streets. That's the show. We out this mug.
0: Peace. Peace. New York, big city, your dreams I'm coming, 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 coming straight out New out, York, out. New York, big city, of dreams NYC